What's up guys, it's Marimba here from Life With Peace and I just want to welcome you to our autumn chapter of Life With Peace 2022. This season is all about the autumn time harvest. That's right, this is the season where we're going to start seeing evidence of the seed sown with tears and grit and sacrifice. The Lord is really in the business of redeeming and vindicating His people. So if this is for you, I want you to snatch this. I want you to hang on to this season with everything you've got as we confidently gather the harvest, gather the reward, gather the produce of our hard work, right? And the beautiful thing about this season is much of the harvest that we're actually reaping is not going to be from seeds that we've planted ourselves. That's right. We are also going to be reaping the benefits of the seeds of the Abrahams that have gone before us. That's crazy, right? God is really in the business of blessing his kids. It says in Isaiah 61 verse 8, For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully reward my people for their suffering and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be recognized and honored among the nations. Everyone will realize that they are a people the Lord has blessed. That's right, guys. Take that word. This is the season in which everyone will realize that we are a people the Lord has blessed. I can't wait to get into it, guys. Join me for the journey. Peace. What's up, what's up, what's up, guys? It's Marimba here from Peace in the Promise. My goodness, I can barely hear myself. Okay, praise Jesus. Awesome. The thing is, I've got a loud voice and I project it so much. So sometimes I put the volume all the way up on my microphone and then it like gets crackly because I'm so passionate. I've been here. (laughs) Anyway, guys, praise Jesus. Welcome, 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 welcome to the autumn chapter of peace in the promise instead of saying season one season two season three because you know there's a whole mix up because it used to be peace in the promise part and now it's life with peace so i'm like look this is the autumn chapter um so 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 excited this season this season of autumn is all about harvest harvest season it's autumn time harvest up in here and i'm so here for it i'm so excited i'm so full of passion and power and zeal and the anointing of god is just flowing through my veins to be honest because you know what I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm just like lying here. I'm a passenger to the Holy Spirit. He's literally just at the wheel. He's driving this car. He's like, look, girl, this is where we're going. So yeah, yield to me. And this is what we're doing. So I'm like trying to do that as best as I can. Really, it's not as best as I can because I'm like every day I'm like, Jesus, please help me because I cannot humble myself in my own strength. It requires a supernatural power of the Holy Ghost to keep me humble, to keep me surrendered, to keep me zealous, to keep me on fire and all of that. So it's an everyday ting that we need to be up in here seeking the Lord. And that's what we do. That's what we do. He is our source of life. So I can't expect to have life by bypassing him, right? So this this episode, I'm so excited because I'm going to be talking about something that is very, very important, I guess, in terms of harvest. Um, And it's like, how do you know that you're harvesting? And this is how we know. Evidence. Evidence, evidence, evidence. There has to be evidence of a harvest. I'll give you an example. You don't know if you're freed from something unless you're tested on that thing. We don't like that. You're saying evidence. I thought you were going to talk about money. Like... (laughs) I mean, that's a form of evidence, but I'm going to tell you, 
the greatest evidence, I think I shared about this in the last episode, is when, let's say, you are presented with something that used to rule you in the past and you respond completely different. You're like, I would have lost my head last time I heard that. I would have I would have cried myself to sleep if somebody said that to me three months ago. But when you are presented with a test, you're presented with a circumstance in which you could and you would have behaved another way, but instead you find yourself operating and moving in the fruits of the Spirit of God, that's evidence. That is evidence in itself. So before I even talk about tangible physical evidence, I want to talk about that and say evidence is not limited to what you can see. It is not necessarily something that you can observe with your eyes. And that sounds weird. You're like, evidence? What? Like, But I thought evidence would be something I can taste, I can touch, I can smell. But evidence can also be a behavior. It can be a behavioral shift. It can be a mindset change. It can be a shift in the way that you think about yourself, or it can be a shift in the way that you respond to the thoughts that go through your mind. Perhaps you were quite negative. Perhaps you had a lot of thoughts going through your head. You felt like you couldn't control your thoughts. You had a rapid flow of thoughts just drilling through your head, negative, negative, telling you to commit suicide, telling you to do this, telling you to do that. And you felt like a victim of your thoughts because your flesh reigned and ruled over you in those moments because the flesh does what the flesh does when it is exalted when we yield to it it continues going in the direction in which it wants to go and you know what I was that 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 can very much be me I'm a hop hop skip step and a jump away from being there it is only through the power and by of the Holy Ghost that I am kept secure in him that he is the Lord over my thoughts but evidence evidence can sometimes look like Let's say, let's use that example of somebody, your thoughts were, you you know, they were controlling you, they were running through your mind and you were a victim of your thoughts. Evidence of shift in the supernatural is in you looking at your thoughts and seeing them as being a separate portion and saying, okay, I see, I recognize that that thought has gone through my head, but I recognize that the word of God says that I'm not to be a slave to my flesh. And I recognize that the word says I'm to walk by the spirit so that I do not give in to the desires of my flesh. And I recognize that I have the mind of Christ. So I don't actually have to submit to every single thought that goes through my head. And I recognize the word also says that we are to take captive every thought that rebels against the Lord and take it captive and make it submit unto Christ. So I'm going to take that thought captive, right? Come on, Holy Spirit. I'm feeling that for somebody. So I'm going to tell you right now, evidence can be the way that you approach a test. It doesn't mean an absence of a test. It means you approach that test differently in the name of Jesus. If that's you, I just want to pray for you right now in Jesus name. May those thoughts that go through your mind, those thoughts, I think it's jealousy, whether it is jealousy, comparison, inferiority, you feel small or insecure. I pray that those, those thoughts, may they run back to hell where they belong in the name of Jesus. But number two, I pray that you develop an understanding that you are not a slave to your thoughts. You are not captive to your thoughts. There is a scripture in Romans. I believe it's Romans chapter seven, where Paul is highlighting the weakness of the flesh. And he's saying, look, you know, my flesh, it does what it wants to do. Like I'm frustrated. I don't know what to do. Not that I don't know what to do, but he's like, look, I'm frustrated because I know what I need to do. Yet my flesh does what I don't need to do. And I know what I shouldn't do. Yet my flesh, you know, continues to do what I shouldn't do instead of what it knows it ought to do. But what he says in there is so profound because he says, look, if I know Let's say if, pretty much he's saying, if I know that when I'm, what I'm, the flesh is wanting to do is wrong, that shows that I recognize that the law is good. It shows that I recognize that what Christ says, his, his standard is good. So when we are tempted to sin, when we are tempted by something and we are repelled, we are repulsed by it. We're like, no, I don't want that. So you have that envious thought. You have that jealous thought. You have that comparative thought. And you're like, you're frustrated with it. You're like, I don't want this thought. 
Why is it coming into my heart? I don't want it, God. I'm tired of this. I surrender this thought. I don't want it anymore. That indicates Christ is alive in you. Because if you were dead in Christ, you would not even have that wrestle. You would just think the thought and there would be no problem. If you were dead in that area, you'd be like, ah, it's all right. I can think that and there's no issue with it. But when you have that wrestle, when you have that whisper of saying, "Mm, you know that's wrong, that's evidence that the Lord is alive in you. So I want to encourage you right now, if that's you, if you're wrestling with thoughts that you don't want to have, you are not a slave to your thoughts. You are not a slave to your thoughts. You know, God had to get me to a place where it's almost like I recognize myself as being, it sounds weird, but two separate entities. It's almost like I can look now that I'm alive in Christ. It's like I'm there sitting with Christ. And when my flesh is having a mini tantrum and doing what it wants to do, it's like me and Christ sitting on one side of a, of a room and my flesh is there on the other side, tantruming like a three-year-old. And we're just both looking at the flesh like, all right, you can keep going, but you know, you ain't going to get what you want at the end of the day. So you've got to understand that that jealousy, yeah, you're, you know, we, we are human beings now living here with flesh on our bones, but we are alive in Christ. So obviously the flesh is weak. So your mind might flash and get that thought here and get that thought there. You don't want that thought here. You don't want that temptation there. But I want to tell you, you are not a slave to those things. You are no longer a slave. Once you are alive in Christ, you are not a slave. You don't have to obey what your flesh tells you to do. I used to think that I used to just let my flesh control me. Even when I was alive in Christ, I was like, oh, I feel this thing. So I have to suddenly be consumed by this emotion. I'm overwhelmed. Oh, I'm this. Oh, I'm this. Oh, why am I thinking these things? And I would allow it to consume me rather than believing the word of God, knowing what it said and moving in that authority and power and moving forward, taking that poor mentality, forgetting what's behind, moving to what's ahead. So now I can have a thought and I can say, I know that thought's not of the Lord. That's not what I want. That's not what I'm partnering with. So I'm going to keep walking and moving in faith, surrender it to the Lord and keep moving forward. I'm not a slave to what my flesh wants. My flesh is going to jump up and down, scream and want attention. And I don't have to give into it in Jesus name. I'm alive in Christ. So I want to give that blessing to you. And I pray that the Lord really gives you that revelation in the way that he's given it to me, even more so that you can really understand and comprehend that you are set free from those thoughts in Jesus name. Anyway, that's not even what I was going to talk about today, but whoever's listening, I'm sure that that was for you. So God bless you and take that word and run with it. But evidence guys, evidence, 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 evidence. I want to tell you a testimony. There is something God told me and I want to be sensitive because I recognize that certain things people don't like talking about. So this is going to include something about weight and stuff like, you know, using a scale and stuff like that. I don't tend to like talking about stuff like that, but I'm just going to share it because it is a testimony and, you know, we, we, we glorify God by giving our testimonies. So there's something God promised me like last year and it was a weird, anyway, it might seem like a weird promise, but it's something he told me and I was like, you know, I just had a baby at the end of, oh no, I had a baby in July last year. And, you know, anyway, if you've had a baby, then, you know, like there's sometimes not for everyone, but there's like often like a weird phase, like where you're like in between like the size you used to be and the size that, you know, that you were when you gave birth and like nothing is really fitting you and you're just kind of there like, like, what do I wear? Because I don't want to buy a whole bunch of new clothes. Then I end up losing weight and then the clothes don't fit me anymore. But also the clothes that used to fit me, they don't fit me. You know what I mean? So you're just in this awkward in-between phase trying to figure out what to do with yourself. (laughs) But mostly you're focused on this baby, but you're kind of just wearing whatever. Me, I would just wear a lot of jeans and or like maybe a lot of dresses, like stretchy dresses or whatever. But anyway, so in that phase, I think there was a time, I don't know, 
like normally I don't like to think about weight. I don't like to think about that stuff because I'm like, it's trivial. I know it's not going to get me anywhere. And I know if I focus on that stuff, I'm going to lose, like, you know what I mean? It's just going to make me very, very trivial and I'm superficial and I don't like that stuff. But there was a moment, I will have to confess, like there was a moment I was like, ah, but you know, oh my God, I really just miss feeling like myself. Like I don't feel like myself anymore. And I think a lot of moms can relate to that feeling like that. You look in the mirror and you're like, I don't feel like myself. Like I kind of feel like I've lost myself a little bit. What's going on here? My hair is like falling out. I'm like feeling like I'm some cra- I'm looking like some crazy lady up in here. Jesus. But anyway, I said, bless the Lord. I'm not complaining, all of that. But you know what? I promise God gave me in that moment. I don't know. It was like a few months ago. He literally looked at me and he pretty much told me, he laughed. It was like in September, October. He's like, don't even worry about it. He's like, don't even worry about it. He literally said, when you are doing what I've called you to do, when you are running in that lane, like honestly, the weight is just going to drop off. And that seems like such a random, like me, I didn't know God talked to people. Like I was like, I didn't even know you cared about that stuff. Like I didn't even know that wasn't a prayer that you would answer because it didn't seem so deep. And it wasn't even like, I was like, oh God, make me lose weight. No, it wasn't even the prayer. I just thought, I was like, ah, God, like I just don't feel like myself. And he said, don't even worry about it. Like that's, that's neither here nor there. That's not your focus. Keep doing what I've called you to do. And the rest will take care of itself. Quite frankly, that's what he said. Anyway, I took that word. I swallowed that. I said, I received that in Jesus name. And I was like, cool. Kept moving forward. Now, this is redonkulous. Like this was just like three or if it was September, maybe like four months ago. No, actually that was five. Anyway, it it was a few months ago. And I didn't really, I knew I took that word in faith and I knew, I said, God, I believe you. Literally after he said, I was like, sweet, I believe you. Cool. Like done. Bet it's going to happen. And now this, this is why I'm calling this episode evidence. I am seeing the evidence. I'm recognizing the evidence. Not only am I recognizing the evidence, but people around me are recognizing the evidence of what God promised me then. This is what I, come on now. I'm talking about evidence. So I hope that God can expand you to see this as being greater than a testimony about weight. This is just a testimony that I'm giving to kind of give you the big picture of evidence in this season. Because God gave me a promise, what, in September of 2021. Now it is, um, well, it's actually the end of February, but it's going to be, this is going to be released in March 2022. And I started to notice the difference because I remember clothes were fitting different. I was noticing the changes in my face, but I didn't really think of it as a big deal. Like I still, maybe I stood on the scale and I was like, oh, but it still like feels the same. But then slowly, but surely like a friend would tell me, oh, I remember like you, you seem like you're losing weight. I was like, oh, really? Like, okay, that's cool. I'm like, I mean, I take it. Like, I don't really see a difference, but thanks. Like, that's cool. Awesome. And then, you know, another person would say, another person would say until the other day, like two, three people in one day, like two people were like, yeah, like you're really losing weight. Like I can see it. And I put on these pants that I literally bought after I, or when I was pregnant with my daughter. So that's like one and a half, you know, two kids ago, one kid ago, I was pregnant with my daughter and I bought these pants. I really loved them, but I was so like, I was a bit upset because I was like, oh, like I bought these pants and after I had my daughter, I tried them on. They've never, they never fit me since I bought them. And I was like, what? Like, I thought these were my size, but they're those pants that you buy them and they're like really rigid. So they don't have like, they don't give. So it's like they were jeans. So they didn't give. And I'm like, they don't fit. Normally if I buy the size, they will fit. So what's going on? So anyway, I just kind of left them. But the other day I went and put on those pants and they were tight, but they zipped and they buttoned. And I said, praise be the name of the living God. I was like, this is evidence. So I'm saying this, I'm I'm not going to yap on about that too much because I'm not talking about all of that today, but I'm talking about evidence. This is a season in which you are going to see the evidence, not only you, but those around you are going to recognize and see the evidence 
of the hard yards that you were putting in, that God was enabling you to put in, in the previous season. So where you wept, you wept, you were sowing things in tears. There's a scripture that says you, you were sowing with tears. You were crying as you were planting these seeds of patience, of forgiveness, of grace, of humbling yourself, of not fighting back, of doing this, of doing that. And now you are going to reap with joy. Come on. I feel that for somebody. You are going to reap with joy. You're going to reap with delight and excitement. You are going to be like the mother who was there groaning in childbirth. You are there pushing and panting. You are there weeping. You are there in agony. Like what on earth? That was the sewing process. You are like, I'm sewing this. And this is like, I don't understand what's going on. Oh, this pregnancy process was hard. Oh, this labor is so hard. But when that baby comes out and that baby's put on your chest, there is an elation like no other for many mothers I'm not going to put that pressure on any moms that maybe didn't go through that but for many mothers there's a process there's a there's a period of just elation I know for myself it's like I just would get like you know after especially my son Joseph because I had that whole situation my epidural didn't work so I was feeling everything for the first time because I had an epidural a successful one for the first two but this one it didn't work and the elation that I felt after giving birth to him even though moments before I was like how on earth is this going to happen? Like I just had to really surrender to that process. And I feel like I'm going to testify about that probably this season, but I had to surrender and yield to the process of childbirth in that time, because in a way that I never had before, because the other times I hadn't really felt it. I'd felt the labor pains to the point where I was like, nah, give me an epidural. But this time the epidural, it didn't work. They put it in, but I'm like, I'm feeling everything. Thank you very much. And in that process, I really had to surrender to the Lord. And it's like, I could feel I had an encounter with God in that moment in which I really just had to understand I'm vulnerable. Even though I'm in this room with my husband and two other midwives and all of that, I've never felt so by myself in a way that was weird. Like it was like, I'm by myself, but I know that you're with me, God. Like I felt like everyone else was just gone and God was like, okay, just look at me. Just look at me. Just look at me. And I'm there like on all fours pushing this baby. And I had no, I felt like it was a supernatural experience. And I think a lot of moms have been through that. But anyway, it was so supernatural. But after all of that, after that real vulnerable surrender, I literally roared this boy out. Then I just, I like, they gave him to me. They passed him to me. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was there. I start like nattering off. I talk a lot anyway, but I'm there like in this high, this, you know, supernatural high, like, oh, da, 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 oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. Oh my gosh, he looks like my husband. Oh my gosh, his lips are like yours. Da, da, da. I'm just there nattering like, I can't believe what just happened. Da, 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 da. It was incredible. But that is what we are going to experience in this season. You have reaped with, you have, sorry, you have sowed with tears and crying and with pain and with sweat. But now this is going to be a season where you are like lifting up that baby, that spiritual baby that God is like, look, this is the evidence. This is the evidence of your hard work. This is the evidence. This is the reward. This is the harvest that I'm giving to you. It was not done in vain. It was not done just for me to knock you about, just for lols. There was a purpose to the pain. And what the enemy intended for evil, I have repurposed that pain for the good and the glory of the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody. That is my testimony to you. That's my encouragement to you. This was not about me talking about size this, size that, wait here, wait there. Don't take, don't let that be your takeaway from this. Because if that's your takeaway, then it's still, that's just trivial information. That's not what this is about. This is about you obtaining evidence this season. You are going to recognize you are going to recognize this season what you are putting in all the past. And you're going to understand this season why God told you to let that thing go last season. So because of that obedience, because of that seed you sowed of obedience, now you're going to recognize 
the reward and the fruit that comes from obedience. Come on, somebody. Now you're going to walk with more power. Now you're going to walk with more authority. Now you're going to walk with more clarity. Confusion is not going to be an issue anymore because you've yielded to the Lord. So now where confusion used to rule, you used to say, oh, but should I go here? Should I go there? I don't know if I should go here. I don't know if I should go there. You begin calling everybody, trying to ask for clarity, trying to ask for confirmation instead of walking in the power and the authority that Christ has already given you. No more. This season, you're going to see evidence of maturity in that area. I don't know who that's for, but you are going to see evidence of maturity in the area of confusion. You are no longer going to walk in confusion, but you're going to walk in a supernatural clarity. And I pray over you in Jesus name, something that God gave to me, a word he gave to me and a blessing he gave to me. He said, the areas of greatest confusion or the areas of greatest weakness rather shall become your areas of great strength. So me, I really wrestled with confusion a lot and I didn't realize it was a spiritual thing. I just thought it was just how I was. But it was actually a spiritual tie. And I only realized that when God broke me free from this spiritual tie. Because when he broke me free from the spiritual tie, then my body had become accustomed to operating in confusion. So now the spiritual tie had gone. And now it was God had to reframe my mind and show me where I had been operating in confusion. So now the things that I used to do before that were in confusion. Now when I did them, it didn't feel normal because the spiritual tie was gone. And now the Holy Spirit was governing me. And he's like, nah. That's not how you operate anymore. So I pray that God really liberates you as he liberated me, that you may walk in clarity and confidence and assurance, and that you can really be free from that mentality, from that spiritual type of confusion in Jesus' name, that you can walk in power and authority and clarity that comes from Jesus Christ. Because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind, sound mind, a disciplined mind. That sounds like clarity to me. That sounds like common sense to me. So I pray that over you in Jesus' name. But anyway, guys, this was a quick episode, but I really, really pray that you just keep posted because there's more coming. There's more coming. I want testimonies of evidence right here, right quick. You guys, there's an email in my bio. There is an email in my bio. You send me emails. You send me testimonies of evidence of the harvest. You are, you, I'm believing in Jesus name. As you're listening, there's harvest. There is harvest. There is harvest overflowing. God's even bringing it to your mind now. Send me emails of evidence of your harvest. And I want to share them. I won't say your name or anything like that, but I want to share them that we can encourage each other that yes, we are on the right track. Yes, there actually is stuff going on. Yes, this is not just one woman harping off about her own testimonies, but there is a collective harvest going on. There is a collective and a corporate anointing among the body of Christ in which God is enabling his children to reap the harvest of what they've sown in the previous seasons. Anyway, guys, I love you so much. Check out that email in the link in my description box. And also, if you don't want to send the email, you can just go to my Instagram at lifewithpeace.podcast and send me a, a DM there and I'll definitely, definitely read it out in the next, next episode. But anyway, guys, love you so much. May you be a blessing today. May you not be a hindrance. Don't partner with the devil today. Don't don't even mess around with demons today. I said, to, my favorite thing to say these days is I'm not playing with demons today. I'm not partnering with them because I can feel them trying to mess about around me. And I say, I'm not playing with you today because I'm a child of God. I'm covered with the blood of Jesus and I belong to the Lord. So get up out of here and get up out of my house and get up out of my surroundings in the name of Jesus. So I pray that upon you too. Don't play with demons today. You don't have to yield to them. Let them make a fuss. Let them mess around, but don't let it be near you in Jesus' name. Amen. In fact, don't even let them make a fuss anywhere. Send them back to hell where they belong (laughs) in Jesus' name. Anyway, guys, love you so much. God bless you. And until the next episode, peace.
all music used is sourced from Exxon Music. <laughs>